Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Ascended Radio, and I am your very grateful host, Jessica Spencer. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. This is a live show, and this is Wednesday, April 22nd, 2015. And for those of you who've been on this path of waking up for a long time, I know that uh, that some very interesting things are finally taking place, and, and some of them we might not even notice because they seem to be opening up and, and happening so rapidly, and, and people waking up in droves, you know, in, in many different ways, whether it's to, you know, political issues or, you know, financial issues or, of course, spiritual um journeys of waking up, it's it's happening in many different ways, and so I'm really grateful for that, and I'm really grateful to see it happening all around the world. It's a, a global uh, waking up process. It's a, I would even say, a galactic waking up process, and I'm very grateful to, to be a part of it and to be on, you know, the planet at this time while we are shifting into this whole um, new paradigm where we are releasing a lot of this old you know, information and and old belief systems that we've been accustomed to believing into for a long time. So um, I think each show I'm going to either bring, um, like I used to speak uh, or or bring forth one of my poems or just a thought or insight, an affirmation I like to call um, my book that I wrote, Poetic Affirmations. Um, So I'll probably be introducing some of those at one point, and I also if possible, and there's something that I feel is uh, relevant or just something that's really interesting, I might bring something forth that's happening. Um, could be in the United States or anywhere in the world. And uh, today I'm going to go ahead and do that with a particular story that's out that I find really interesting. And I know it's all over, I'm sure, nation, you know, national media. I'm not really certain because most of the time I don't really listen to the news per se. Um, I listen to kind of alternative news or... Um, just the people that I, I follow or follow me on Instagram, they're all kind of like-minded. So, you know, they're waking up or they're kind of revolutionary type of people. Um, so that's who I follow. So, um, But I am sure that this uh, story that I'm going to speak about is uh, out there. But it's pretty interesting and I am pretty excited to bring it forth if you haven't heard about it. But I also want to let you know that the call-in number, as always, is 347 996 so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the story, and then we'll jump right into the topic of today. Okay, so I, I you know, let me know if you guys heard about this whole uh, gyrocopter uh, that flew over the Capitol, and it was a uh, apparently it was a postal worker who was delivering all kinds of I think over 500 letters to uh, the congressman. And they're, you know, they're trying to basically, or what he was trying to do is call attention to all of the corruption and and money in our whole political system. And so he was asking each congressperson to to do what they can to kind of reverse this trend that's been going on and, and that definitely is corrupt. So he created this gyrocopter, which is almost like what he called it, was like a bicycle um, <laughs> that flew. Um, and it was flying, I guess, just under the radar, um, I guess, a no-fly zone that you're not supposed to fly into, but he did it. He flew under the radar. Um, so he did get arrested, and I believe he's under house arrest at this time and is facing up to four years. But I guess he, he 
supposedly, according to him, I listened to an interview today on Democracy Now! Um, that was saying that, you know, he, I guess he put on his Facebook page and a website and there were all these emails forewarning um, the government officials that he was planning on doing this and, you know, please don't shoot him down. I guess he's a 60-year-old man and he just is kind of fed up with money and politics like all of us. And so he was trying to get their attention and, and not just get their attention because they're fully aware of it, right? They're the ones that are taking the money. Um uh, but also he he wanted to basically make a huge statement to all of us and the people that are asleep and who don't see, you know, how this is a huge problem for all of us and it's really causing a lot of uh, destruction, I feel like, in this country. So it's a very in- interesting uh, story and you can actually go to democracynow.org and read about it. And like I said, I'm sure it's um, all over, you know, everything. But he actually gives an interview this morning on it and says that it was worth risking his life. For. Um, he has children and grandchildren. He just says, you know, he didn't. He doesn't want them to live in a world like this. So, very interesting. And I, I gotta say, very ballsy and courageous. And and I hope that we can all kind of, you know, this is the way that I kind of speak my truth, and that I can, you know, shed light on anything and and share love and creativity. And this is his way of doing it. This is his unique purpose in that moment, and he did it. And I gotta really um, give him props for that. Very, very awesome, and it. You know, I love seeing people stand up. I know that there's a, um, a couple of people. Al, Alan Grayson, I believe he's a congressman, and of course Bernie Sanders, who are like the only two, um, or one of the only two, uh, that are not taking or raise their own money with small, you know, using small donations. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in total uh, to get elected. And, you know, everyone else, all the other government officials, so-called, um, you know, it's taking millions. And it's kind of like, if it takes you that much money to get elected, you know, you probably shouldn't hold that office, <laughs> right? If it takes an exorbitant amount of, of resources to get you into an office, then you probably have no reason being there. Um, so that's something else we need to kind of look at. Um, if you have anything to add to that, call the number again. It's 347 996-3263. And the title of today's show is Ignorance or Ignorance. Um, so we've all heard the quote, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. This quote for me is a reference to responsibility, action, but also um, it points to an unwillingness to remain ignorant. So ignorant in the sense of being without knowledge, not you know that kind of juvenile way of looking at ignorance as stupid or dumb. Those are kind of juvenile uh, ways to define ignorance. Really, ignorance is just a lack of knowledge. You don't know what you don't know. Um, at a time, but you know, at this time <laughs> in our evolutionary process, we have access to so much information um, that it's almost like you must be actively pursuing ignorance in order to remain in unawareness. And I was listening to uh, a lecture, you can say, from a gentleman by the name of Mark Passio. Many of you might have heard from him or heard of him. I just recently um, was sent, one of my one of my best friends, Nicole, sent me a link uh, with him decoding the Matrix. And I I've seen a lot of that stuff, and I just kind of ignore it. I love the, the movie The Matrix, one of my all-time favorite movies. But I never really got into, like, the decoding of The Matrix or anything, but I watched this video, and it was really good, actually. 
But um, after that, I decided to skim down, scroll down a little bit to through his YouTube channel. I listened to a tiny bit of an interview from Mark Passio, and he actually said this word, ignorance, but the way that he said it was ignore it. And so I thought that, wow, that has to be the title of my show because it was so profound to me. Because I like puns on where you can, you know, all of my titles of the show usually have some sort of pun in it or it's kind of a breakdown of a word or um, a derivative. And uh, and, and it's just really, um, words are powerful, language is powerful. So it's a form of communication, right? It's the biggest form of communication that we are relying on in the physical world because we haven't remembered or developed, evolved to the point where we're using um, our senses on a regular basis that are beyond the senses that we can that we can see, that we can physically sense. Um, and so this is one of the biggest forms of communication we have. It's not the biggest is language, right? It's words. And so a lot of words, you know, derive from, especially in the English language, that we use uh, Latin. And Latin, you know, has really penetrated or um, languages like Spanish and um, Italian, and stuff like that. So, and a lot of the words that we use are have nowhere near the same meaning that they did when they were originally created, and, and they were created. You know, these we have to understand that language is man-made, and if you think about what that means, it means that the the person that created those particular words um, to, as a form of communication, depending on what time that they they were living in, depending on the culture, depending on what was going on at that at that time, is going to affect. Um, you know, the words that are being created and the power behind them. And so, you know, a lot of words and, and phrases, sayings that we use now, you know, are attached to that vibrational frequency that was being used, you know, a thousand years ago, um, you know, 500 years ago, however long it was. And, you know, we really want to be cognizant of, as I said many times on the show, not just, you know, the words that we're speaking, because we're always told that, you know, watch what you say and words create energy and all of this other stuff, but it's also um, that, you know, watch what you think, you know, because those those thoughts are being stored in your body like a cancer, right, if, if they're negative, and they're just dwelling within you, and when you play them back and forth in your mind, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, um, that becomes absorbed into your physical experience and can create a disease. I mean, you know that stress is one of the number one causes of death. Um, I have a cousin recently who was 30 years old, and truthfully from what I was being told was going on in his life, every one of us that heard the story of, you know, what was going on in his life and, you know, prior to him passing away will say that it was sheer stress. I mean, he literally died from stress. And a lot of times, it's the words that we're saying to ourselves, right? It's it's the way that we are reacting to life, and and it's how we are processing um, what's happening. And and sometimes we're using all the languages um, as a means of processing, as a means of allocating uh, feelings about what we're processing and what we're experiencing. And so, again, we really want to be cognizant of. Uh, the words that we're using, the languages that we're using, and really understand that everything is, you know, most things are, are very flexible. They're very fluid. They're not um, uh, finite, right? They they, they can be um, moved and changed, and, and that's what we do, you know. And, and unfortunately, 
we do the lot in 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 this culture to to kind of the American culture to suit our own personal needs or you know whatever it is our corporate needs or the means of control, and we don't want to be a sheeple, you know we don't want to be a sweep sweep walkers. We want we don't want to be zombies. We want to know what's going on. We want to know the language that we're using. We want to know where words come from. You know, we really want to start questioning things, and that's why I, I like words so much because you can really play with them and you can really see, you know, where these words are rooted in and, and where they're deriving from. So ignorance, right? We separate it to ignore sense. And again, as I said, at this time, you know, in, in our evolutionary history, we have so much technology at our fingertips that really shouldn't, you know, if you want to know something, you can know it. If you don't want to know something, you're being bombarded with information on a regular basis and a lot of information that you probably don't want to know and, and a lot that is skewed. But, I mean, you have to literally be purposefully dodging and and closing your eyes and ears to to not be waking up right now um, to a lot of things that are going on. So the title of today's show, again, is Ignorance. Not just ignore, but ignorance. So, again, we want to thank Mark Passio for that, who uh, he has a lot of information on YouTube. And not, you know, I only listened to, you know, one full lecture and then a little bit of an interview. Some of the undertones, you, you might have to, to go, you know, beyond and get beyond it because um, I feel like in one of the interviews I heard, he was a little... Um, you know, you can get when you know a lot of stuff, when you know a lot of information, you've done a lot of research, and you see that you know the, the, uh, there's a huge amount of people that are still asleep and, and that are ignorant um, or ignorant. Then you know, I could see a little bit of frustration underlying that. And I, I mean, it happens to me sometimes where you're you want to shake people like, come on, you know, let's let's stop voting for people that are you know working against our own interests. Let's you know, let's stop supporting um, corporations that are harming. You know our our oceans and our water and our breathing, um, our air. I mean, you know our children are they're stunning their growth. We're causing creating autism. I mean, we're creating GMOs. I mean, it's, it's we're being literally bombarded with um, a lot of things that can be harmful. But if we know how to shift our perspective about it, we can reclaim our own power and our own sovereignty over it and over our own lives, which you have domain over and no one else does. If you don't give your power away and you reclaim your own power, you can shield yourself from all of that. You can completely change the game. You can remove your attention from it because, you know, for most of the time what you're doing when you're worrying into these things and you're scared and you're you're fearful about it, which is completely understandable. I've I've been there too and sometimes I get scared too. Oh, my God, am I, you know, digging too deep? Um, but then you have to get centered again. You have to get grounded again. And you have to realize that you are a divine being and that you have sovereignty over your own life and what happens in it and what you want to create and participate in. So no one can take that from you, no matter what it looks like. But the minute you believe that they can, then you are then co-creating that existence with you know, whatever it is that's trying to um, exert power over you, right? So again, ignorance. We don't want to be ignoring. One of the greatest collective powers that we have is consciousness. Being aware that we are aware. Once we rip the veil the veil of illusion off from our physical eyes and begin to trust and rely on our spiritual eye to obtain the insight needed to navigate through the old paradigm and create a new one that benefits all, 
we're going to create a, a miraculous world. We're going to see huge shifts happening like we have been, right? When we're sharing information, nobody's hoarding information. You know, we're not using it to compete against one another. We are literally sharing in that information, like your brother, your sister, did you know this? And not knowing it as it's fact, but knowing it as a possibility for truth. Knowing it as, you know what, that is a possibility. And that being a possibility further expands my ability to be open and to be uh, participating in co-creating a world that has infinite possibilities, where it's possible for me to um, astral travel or use telepathy or create a painting with no um, professional training or to write a song out of the blue, um, you know, or to, you know, whatever it is, you know, to, to lucid dream my way into understanding what life is. I mean, it's, it's, you can, it's, it's infinite. Um, you know, when you allow yourself to believe into limitation, then you're limited by your belief in it. So we really want to change our language, change our, change our thoughts, and we want to make sure that we are only focused on powerful thoughts, powerful co-creative um, speech, expression, creativity. That's what we want to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with, not you know, energy um, in the form of a coworker or a partner that is neutralizing what it is we're trying to create. And right now we have to be strong enough to set you know, really clear boundaries for ourselves and for others around us that want to participate in, in, our, in this world with us. Um, we need to set really clear boundaries and, teach, and you know, you heard the, the saying, we teach people how to treat us. And when you set really clear boundaries, because that's something I'm learning in this lifetime, you know, before you were taught in the old paradigm, like, that that's rude or that's that's wrong and you should you, you have to be there for everyone at all times and you put yourself second and it's almost like this martyrdom. Um, you, you have to take care of yourself first. So this before on another show, when you're on a plane, you know, the first thing the flight attendant says about, you know, uh, when the oxygen, how to put on your oxygen mask and how to navigate through if some disaster happens, you see, you have to put the mask on yourself first. Because if you're not breathing, if you're not able to sustain yourself, then in the middle of trying to assist someone else, and you, you might pass out, you're, you're going to lose your own consciousness, you're going to lose um, oxygen, that you need to survive, that you need to breathe, that you need to be able to thrive. And, and for people that are powerfully waking up and that are committed to this path, the world needs us to take care of ourselves and to lead by example. And there was a time when it was teach, 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 teach. And again, we're moving from studying to demonstration, from study to demonstration, from studying to demonstrating. We don't want to continue to just study. We want to be proactive. We want to get in there. We want to get in the game. We don't want to sit on the bench. We want, you know, we want to be co-creators now. Um, and it's time for that because we are, I was listening to, um, believe it or not, uh, Professor Griff from uh, Public Enemy. Um, he has some very interesting uh, theories and, and some, which, some of which, yeah, I could definitely see. Um, but he was saying, if you look at the, the cartoon The Jetsons, which was popular back when I was a kid um, in, the, in the 80s, I mean, a lot of the technology that they were using back then that, that somebody thought up to create and to put it on television, we're still not there. 
I mean, we're lagging behind our own thoughts about things, and that needs to not be. I mean, you have Nikola Tesla and Einstein who were able um, to create, inner, you know, uh, yeah, you know, they were able to demonstrate how energy worked. They were able to create theories. They were, they were able to test theories and prove them, you know, in their lifetime. We're still studying that, and, and we are still um, allowing people authority figures to tell us that we don't have technologies that we most certainly do have. If you put in a cartoon, you know, 30 years ago, I guarantee you we have the ability to do it today. So why don't we have free energy when it was created in the 1920s or before? You know, how do we have all of these indigenous people that were living for thousands of years um, that were completely self-sustainable, 100% on their... Um, uh, on the ecology around them, how were they able to do that? And then we have this this whole notion of imperialism and, and uh, colonization that has literally infiltrated the entire world. And now, I mean, we're we're sitting here, you know, without any respect for animals or plants and things that indigenous people knew to have. And I, what I would say, what I, if I could go back in time to a lot of these indigenous people, I would say. Set clear boundaries. <laughs> I know you want to help, and I know that you're you have abundance, and I know you have fruitfulness. But set clear boundaries, and and uh, and we have to continue to learn how to do that, and say no, you know, in, in a loving way, and and refrain from ignorance. You know, stop ignoring that these things are happening, and let's start participating and co-creating a world that works for all. And you know, it's not become hopeless. There are people that are here that are, you know, doing shows and that are doing documentaries and that are writing books and that are creating new um, ways of healing ourselves and and passing on that information. I mean, I went to a workshop recently where there is a uh, vet um, that is uh, that was in Iraq and who's, you know, uh, with the group Vets Against Iraq uh, and uh, he created this book, and it's called Freedom. And he was giving it away. It's an audio book and the physical book. He just gives it away. It's not for sale. It's for, for it's to pass on. So, again, there's no reason to be to remain ignorant. And there's no reason to be ignorant of the information that is right in front of us. And we can all begin to break down those boundaries of divisiveness, and we can all join together and realize what's going on and reclaim our power and, you know, respect our elders again and the indigenous peoples and our planet that we're on and one another and respect people's, you know, if people want to have these really indoctrinated belief systems. And even if that's not something I believe into, I don't have to kill you to prove my point. If I have to kill someone to prove that my point is better than yours, how much better than yours was my point? I had to silence you. That's how little confidence I have in my point of view, that I had to silence you forever, right? And we have to really think about that. We're engaging in wars to, to prove points that, we, that, are, that our side, that our belief is better than yours. And we're doing it all over. It doesn't matter who started what when. We're not adolescents. We need to evolve. We have to evolve. We can't remain ignorant. We can't ignore it. We have.
to be fearless. And like I said, that Reverend Beckwith has said, fearlessness is not being without fear. It's being with the fear and doing what you were going to do anyway. That's reclaiming your power. You know, a lot of times, all anyone has to do is create some sort of fear within you, which religion has done a good job of, and it just has you. Now you're controlled. If you have there's a fear that you're going to go to hell, or there's a fear that you're you know you're not going to go to heaven, or you're not going to get this job, or you're not going to make the money, or then you you might create rituals, and you might create um, rules, and you might adhere to some sort of authority figure that you think has the ability to grant permission for you to enter into heaven or to to have this job. Or now you're worthy. You were born worthy. It's your birthright. No one has the authority but you to create the world that you want to live in. And that's the truth. That's the big mystery of it all. That's what's been held over you and, and the veil has been over your eyes. You're playing you are playing the video game. You are control you have the controller in your hand. You can walk up to the television and turn it on and off. And you can turn power on the video game, and you can come to the realization that you're not really the character in the game. You are the person observing the character in the game. You're controlling the characters in the game. It's not really happening to you. You are merely observing the game, but you're not the game. You're the higher presence outside of the game, navigating through for entertainment purposes, for growth purposes, to learn how to how to, you know, go into whatever fort you might you know, whatever video game you're playing. And you can master that game. And once you master that game, you're gonna go to another game that's that's harder, that's more difficult. And then once you master that, then you're gonna go on to the next. It's all a growth process. It's all for your knowledge and for your wisdom and for your growth and expansion. You're a divine being. You're playing this human game. You know, you get to be a physical, you get to be in a physical vessel that gets to breathe air, that gets to eat solid food, that gets to fall in love, that gets to have your heart broken, that gets to cry, that gets to, that gets to laugh, that gets to have a, a, a mother and a father possibly, that gets to have, see what it's like to touch a plant, that gets to have an animal friend. You know, I mean, if you're a spiritual being that is complete and whole, right? I can see how that could be kind of boring at times. Because you get to, you know, you want to, you're like, hey, look at these, you know, look at these beings over here that are growing and, and, and expanding. I want to I jump into that. I want to try that game out for a little while. I want to see if I can remember who I really am. I want to I test this, right? It's like flight simulation or... Um, you know, they have those outer space simulations where you can simulate how it how it might feel to be outer in outer space. Why would you want to do that? For the fun of it, for the experience of it, right? For the growth of it. So you can say, hey, I've expanded a little bit more. I've expanded my knowledge. I'm no longer ignorant of this experience, right? It's all a very beautiful, well-played game that we get to engage in. And by our reactions, by our proactions, how we are um, playing the game, how we're being awake to the fact that we're actually in a game, that we are an observer, that we're not the game, the more times we're able to do that, the more times we're able to leap 
you know, off a, a, a high-rise, a simulated high-rise, and when we're able to, you know, go to an amusement park and go on this ride and be in fear and then walk off, you know, with a ride like, whew, that was exhilarating. I was just in fear. But right now I feel empowered. That was exhilarating. Wow. You know, and you have to come back down with that excitement, and now you have to feel grounded. Your feet are touching the ground, and you're off from that ride, and it's just it was another experience that you got to have. You don't have to judge it. You can just experience the beauty of it. You know, we're here for whatever amount of time we are choosing to be here. We should experience everything that we want to experience. As long as it's not harmful, we should not remain ignorant of it. So, this those thirty minutes goes by so quickly. Um, we are going to definitely be on again next week, next Wednesday, same time, same bat channel. It's going to be April twenty ninth, two thousand fifteen. Next week's show is going to be called Regeneration, and it's, again, it's a pun on words. We're going to be talking about these new generations that are coming up and how we can bridge the gap between those generations and previous generations. And, and what we can take from each of them to continue to create a world that works for all. I want to thank you so much for listening to Acidic Radio, where we are authentically becoming our divine selves. <laughs>